yo, yo, check this out. This is Fresh Kid out the China, man. Get the two live crew. Yo, yo, what's up, y'all? It's me, DMC. What's up, y'all? This is the Floyd Master B. Yo, check us out. Chuck the Public Enemy. Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DLC. This is Jerry Heller, motherfuckers. Your boy DJ Paul K. Oil 361. Young busy ball. Vice One. Yo, this is DJ Ready Brand. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross. You listen to me on the Murder Master Music Show. What's up now, motherfucker? This is a show that shows no limits, broadcast nothing but the real. Interviews with legendary artists. Still got love for the underground field. Rappers with records revealing edition. The rappers that are coming up. Get a put on. Wait, you to the platform to fight the beast. This show that you need to be on. Hit up future. Follow up with it.com for all of your needs. Production and mixing and master and graphics. Check out the archives and hundreds of shows. Buddy, you're kind of computer kids. Everything free to download the stream. Oh, yeah, we're going to turn your bill. We got the phone with you. We got our bitch. We represent. All them killers on the mic. And we should love to all your fans. Motherfuckers want to hate. Do your thing. We keep the focus. Bringing nothing but the river. Come and tune into the dopest. I'm a man. Now you got to go back to your craft. You got to figure it out. You got to reinvent yourself. 
and you have to come out with something new. I saw something on one of my um, my feeds, and they say, if you don't come out of this pandemic with a hustle, it wasn't in you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's real spill. I mean, you gotta you you gotta take advantage of the time. It's just like if a motherfucker's locked down while you're in there, you gotta make the best of it. You know. Um, right. So yeah, man, this pretty much is. It's like that, man. We're all on lockdown, so to speak. We got to make the best of our time while we're here. Um, you know, have you been uh, you've been focused on on beats? Uh, what have you been doing? Occupy your time. I just been working. I've been more dealing with the administ- the administrative part, like you know, helping people get their music out and uh, using you know my platform to help people understand how serious it is in this music game to be relevant. So some people use shock value to be relevant, and I think that they need to have better material. So coming out of this corona, I think we might get some good music out of this because a lot of people have been sitting down, and um, I've been sitting down. But I, I, I'm I'm just trying to help people get their music out. Yeah. And I, I'm working on music a little bit, but uh, my main concern is to more to be like a Al Bell or or Benny Medina or something like that in my age group, you know. So I, I, I'm just trying to help people understand the music game, whether it be actual music or just the business part, you know, the business. Because if you don't know the business, you can lose your music. And if you don't have good music, you can lose your business. So I'm just trying to, you know, instill in cats about the business part and how you can stand on your own. Not not really be too independent because independent sometimes make people not deal with the rules of the game. And that's what, that's where music is today to me. Nobody cares about the rules. And they think shock value is going to make you sell records, but it's ultimately ultimately going to be to your demise. So yeah. you got to have some good music out there. Uh, I agree 100%. Uh, right now it seems like people are chasing trends before talent. And uh, it's good to see cats like J.O. Felony, which uh, has two albums coming out. I know you're working with him. Um, right. Ice T's putting out music. Uh, Schoolie D's putting out music. I mean, you got so many um, pioneers and legends dropping music right now. I, I think it's coming back full circle, and a lot of that bullshit is um, people are getting tired of it. I think you know. Uh, I'm 42 well, years old. Well, I can't well, relate. Through, I don't know. Through, through the music, it has to go through. It has to evolve. Just like every neighborhood, you go through all throughout the United States and everything is no-ho, so-ho, and you, you're starting to see crazy people in crazy areas. You know, I, I talked to my cats in New York, and they were like, yo, it, it's white people in, 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 in Brooklyn. It's white people, and, you know, in the crazy parts because um, it, it's leveling the playing field. And um, with this music, I mean, you just got to be a part of some good music rather than a shock value. Shock value, you remember when uh, Luke Skywalker, and they, they came out with that. 
But that's not the answer. The answer is having good music. And they did do good music with Marquise and uh, my brother, Mr. Mix. But at the end of the day, you can't copy them in order to be on. Like, you can't say worse stuff than Luke Skywalker. You know what I'm saying? They, they're, 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 they're the headliners of, of, of the raunchiness. But you can't make your career yeah. after being more Fresh raunchy tonight, than them. Peace. You feel me? Yeah. Absolutely. You can't be you know, more gangster than a gangster. No. No, absolutely. I feel you 100%. You know, yeah, the, uh, the shock value thing, you know, at that time, you know what I'm saying, everybody was everybody was in, in, in awe of it, you know what I'm saying? But over the course of time, you gotta uh, you got to evolve. And uh, right. you see in a digression in hip-hop right now, it's almost like they – they're spitting on the building blocks. It's like, whoa, hold up. You can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Showcase the young, talented artists because there are dope artists out there that are younger who actually got bars. They got DJs that scratch. They got the elements of hip-hop in their music. You know, I, I don't know why people want to strip that away. It's crazy to me. Well, I always say is the difference between rhyming and rapping. A lot of people are rhyming for shock value, but rapping is when you send a message, you know. So rapping is different than rhyming. Anybody can rhyme, but everybody can't rap. True. Absolutely. You know, um, well, it's just like, uh, you know what I'm saying, there's a lot of beat makers out there, but uh, not everybody can produce, you know. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> you know, there's a, there's definitely a difference uh, but you, uh, man, you go back, you know what I'm saying, to the early days of, of uh, West Coast hip-hop. You know, you were right there to see and witness, you know, your cousin Dre and his rise. And, and um, you know, Cube, you were right there with him and KD, CIA. You know, at what point did you actually get involved in the music? Like, what year was it? Um, man... I I was introduced to the music through my mother and, and through my uncle because it was like something that was cool to me to know about the OJs and to know about that. But I had to evolve because you know with blacks and 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 high school and stuff they they started taking the the money away to where they wasn't teaching us music. So we made up something else called sampling. So I had to learn through sampling how music works. And, and you know, the B section, 16 bars and uh, eight bars for the verse. So I had to learn a lot of that. I think that came back, I don't know, I was probably 12 12 years old when I started caring about how the music was made and just not enjoying it. Because you can enjoy something and not understand. Like when your mom makes food, you can like the food, but if you don't know the process, you're going to make some garbage. And I'm sure, I don't know if you got kids, but they try to make food, you know, in the same pattern. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, if they don't understand the matrix, of the of, of then they're gonna make garbage, 
And and sometimes yeah, I think absolutely. how rap evolved, people didn't understand the ingredients of the music, and they start making garbage. Shock value music. Shock value music doesn't have a longevity. No. No. So, substance is stuff that, that sticks around for a long time. You know, um, songs like uh, Ghetto Boy, City Under Siege, or, uh, Fuck the Police, N.W.A., uh, so many of them, you know what I'm saying, they withstood the, the, the test of time. A lot of these right. other music, you know, these trendy pop bubblegum songs, man, they're a flash in the pan. Like, you remember years and years ago, there was that song, Laffy Taffy. Everybody was talking about it. I think it was D4L out of Atlanta. Everybody was talking about that song. You didn't hear nothing about them after about six months, you know? Well, Same it, thing with it, the franchise boys. And, yeah. You, you remember Microwave? That's from Microwave uh, Food. Yeah. The food that was made in Microwave, you don't really... You liked it when you was a kid because it was, it was given to you. But as you became older, microwave food became something that you just didn't want to eat. Yeah, true. I, I don't know. I don't know if you peeled back some aluminum foil with a little brownie in it. I don't. I don't know if that's yeah. what you like. You're not going to give that to your girl. You're not going to give that to your kids. You're not going to give spam. No. You're not going to give that. So ramen noodles. You got to learn the process. <laughs> And that's yeah. what I, I meant by understanding how food is made. And some people just love the shock value. Oh, I'm going to give you a peach cobbler. Oh, I'm going to give you this. Oh, I'm going to give you this. But at the end of the day, it's made in a, in a microwave. And some of the microwave music, and I'm not going to put nobody down because we all out here to sell music. Oh, hey, 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 somebody calling me. Hold on. I got it. And we all out here to sell music. But we also are here to have to be to make history. Yeah. And um, oh yeah. And uh, what is it? Uh, what is it? Uh, TV dinners was cool, but then after TV dinners came microwave. But at the end of the day, I'm still cooking in the oven, and I'm still cooking on on the grill. I'm, I'm I learned how good food was made for the soul. And people can figure out the difference between soul music and microwave music, and it doesn't have a longevity to it. No, no, not at all. You know, um, when you look back, you know, on, on all the music you've made over the years, all the classics, um, what were some of your fondest memories? There's got to be a lot of them, I imagine. They're all different because I apply the same substance to evolve. So every period when I work with Ice Cube, I work with Yo-Yo, I work with Dale, I work with Coogee Rap, that, that was me going further in the substance of me understanding the music a little bit more. So yeah. every time is never better than one because – you can ask yourself this. You'd be like, what was better, me getting in trouble or me getting out of trouble? You know what I'm saying? Like, So it should be you getting in trouble. That So that should be terrible to, to make you go further. So some of the terrible times I remember more 
than me being, you know, making millions, selling millions of records. Like, sometimes my mistakes is in my head more than my success. You know, I, I was successful. Successful is easy, but hard yeah. when you when you lose, you you remember your mistakes. So yeah. when people say, "Wait, well, hey, what was the best time in my life?" It was probably making mistakes. Yeah, well, I remember well, that. We we learn from our mistakes. You know, that's right. Definitely. Uh, you know, what about um, what about the CIA days? You know, when you guys were real young and. You know, you, you, Cube, and KD were hanging out, and Dre and, and everybody. Uh, what were those times like? The way you look at them right now, it was not those times because we didn't know that we were going to turn into these people. So it was just separating ourselves from other people's production and try to make our own name in the game. I never knew that time would mean so much to people for you to ask me that question because that that was just like, you know, you playing football and Pop Warner or, or you know, Midget. And at some point, you, you're you going to remember a lot of the stuff you did in Midget and, and, and Pop Warner. But when you go to high school, you ain't going to remember that until you get to the pros. So, it was just a development stage um, that I appreciate. I appreciate being able to be on Epic Records, CBS, and Larkin Arnold, and being a part of Michael Jackson video. I never even knew that. I even knew that was a part of my life until now. Now it's valuable, but I, I didn't even know it was valuable then. I was just doing what I, I, I thought. I was supposed to do at the time. Yeah. Yeah, well, I imagine there was a lot of experimentation, um, you know, uh, you guys just, just having fun um, as well. Like you said, just, just, right. you didn't know it was going to lead into all these other things. Um, no. <clears throat> you know, so that that's definitely uh, something right there. Uh, we, we had KD on uh, – few years back and, and he was telling us at first Ice Cube was called Purple Ice. What were you yeah. always Sir Jinx or did you have another name too? I had a few names. But the, I, I think the purple ice came from something that came to fruition with him, with 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 O'Shea with was that he liked the Lakers. Yeah. So he was an athlete at that time. So purple eyes came from the purple color from the Lakers. And now, you know, he got the big three going on. You feel me? So certain things in his past have, have came to the light. But um, I, I had a few names. Uh, but the Sir Jinx name uh, was the name that um, – it got more popular because I was a graffiti writer. Like I, we, we did bombs. We did pieces. We hit walls in the middle of the night. And and then the Sir Jinx, actually it wasn't Sir Jinx. It was just Jinx. That was my strike name. So my strike name got more popular than my DJ name. 
and that that's that's how we move forward. So, you know, Kid Disaster had his name. He chopped it off and made it KD, you know, Cube. Because Cube name came from Cube. Actually, his first name was Juice. His first name was Juice. Wow. What, nah, what his was first his nickname was Juice. Oh, okay. You know why? Why was that? What What is his, What is Ice Cube's initials? OJ. Yeah, there you go. Ah. <laughs> yeah, that came to me sooner. <laughs> Yeah. So he was Juice at first, because that's what yeah. his brother used to call him. He used to call him Juice. And then, because he was good, he was good at, at sports and stuff. And then when he got into rapping, then then the other nickname came. And and my name, back in the day, um, I got it from the Pixie and Dixie. Pixie and Dixie was uh, Pixie and Dixie and Mr. Jinx. And I thought that Mr. Jinx was a cat. And I always said, what do cats do to defend themselves? And they scratch. So this is where the Jinx come from. Oh, wow. That makes sense. Did and, he, and, I never knew that. Have you, ever, have you ever said that before? Have you ever told anybody well, that? Well, I, I don't do too many interviews enough to to even give people the logic. They usually want to know about something else. But my DJ world and my graffiti world and my scratch was also my graffiti, that scratch, like, you know, your thumbnail when you, when you, when you do graffiti. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I did have another nickname. I had a few nicknames, but I just want to leave it at the Sir Jinx. But at the end of the day, the, the Jinx part was through my graffiti and how I do my scratch. Yeah. And scratch is also graffiti. Yeah, you had all, all the elements. How, how I scratch out my, like, my graffiti. Sounds like you were really uh, I mean, into all the elements. Scratching, you know, uh, graffiti. Do you still do any drawing today, any, any tagging or? Any art at all? Well, that 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 has moved over to graphics. So yes, yeah, I I, I moved my art over to graphics. You know, I, I come back from you know I come from the the what the, the G three and the, the Mac G three like years ago. Like so, I moved over from writing on a piece of paper to doing it on a computer, and I was doing you know a bunch of artwork on the computer that ultimately turned into Pro Tools. So they they were both the same. So I was actually dealing with the computer with art, and then Pro Tools came later. But it's the same smart keys that anybody know Final Cut, anybody that know Illustrator, anybody that know any of those kind of graphic programs, they know that the smart keys on the pad are the exact same letters. Uh, to where uh, a command Z 
Command X, Command C, Command V, Command A, Command S, Command Quit, I mean Q, they're all the same ones when it, when it comes to the computer. So me dealing with the graphics, then Pro Tools came, and that was right up my alley. You, you were ready for Pro Tools, weren't you? Well, Pro Tools was ready for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What what's the uh I mean when you're in a when you're in a big studio, you know, like let's say for example back in the day, uh, you know, when you're doing stuff at like audio achievements or something, um what's the major differences between that and then doing your beats on a computer? Like Pro Tools or some people, what, what what's the other stuff they use? Fruity Loops and things of that nature. What's the main difference for you? Is it much easier on just the computer, or do you like the big board better? Well, I, I'm a person that don't study the tool. I study the craft. So the process is never different. The tools yeah. are different. So as gotcha. I apply myself forward, you still have those same stages of being <laughs> everybody calling me. I, I got to tell Yan to stop calling me because he think my phone is not. I don't know if you can edit this, but but I, but but he, he he keep calling me, and I know and I, I don't know what the fuck to do when people keep calling me. I don't know what the fuck it is about when you don't answer your phone and people call you back to fucking back back to back, but um. The process of being a champion is the same. Well, well, let, let me stop it right here. Okay. Yeah. You can cut that out. And the process yeah, sure. of being a champion is the same. So as I apply myself further, then there's the method of making music and separation and limiters and compression and effects. It all applies to, to to both sides. So it became easier to deal with the computer. But I still love um the analog world. Analog is something that um is the difference between a blow up doll and a real woman. Yeah. You gonna get the same thing out of it, but only one you gonna feel. Yeah. Yeah. An analog, you gonna feel, but the blow up doll, oh, well, hell, yeah, yeah, she looked like a doll. I mean, she looked like a woman, but at the end of the day, <laughs> the only difference is one of them is not gonna touch you. Yeah, yeah, uh, analog. Uh, uh, well, it's just like you know, a lot of people they still like CDs and cassettes and, and records and vinyl. You know, I'm one of those people. I like to collect that. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, digital is convenient, but it's not like looking at a CD and reading the liner notes and seeing who did what. And, you know, that's how I found out about people like yourself. Well, you know? well you're saying what I'm saying. That's, that's a real woman. Yeah. Now, you can meet a girl on the, on a chat line. Are you going to know anything about her? Are you going to think that this this woman is an old white man in a wheelchair talking to you? You don't know. <laughs> It's You're not going to get the same feeling out of a chat line or, or what do you call it, a dating, a dating, a dating app that, that would, you would get meeting, meeting a girl in the mall. 
and 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 she and she turn you down. And if she turn you down, you you work on you work on your game. So analog is more reality, and digital is cyber world. Like you don't know what you're getting out of cyber world, and that's digital. So mixing a digital record, you don't know how the people are gonna feel it. They're gonna hear the song. But are they going to feel it the same is the question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we go back well, to I... what we were saying, that a lot of the people that are making this music don't have no no stand time because it feels the same in the beginning. But ain't nothing yeah. like a real woman touching your neck or, or blowing on your ear, man. You can't get that off the Internet. No, no, no. Pornhub right. can only do so much for you, I guess. <laughs> but, what did uh, you say? I didn't hear you. I, I said Pornhub can only do so much for you. <laughs> right. It looked the same, but but none of them people on uh, on on those uh, porn sites, and you can see anything you want. You can see more in 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 in, in uh, the sex site. Well, you can meet a, a, a overweight girl that nobody pay attention to. I swear to God, you would love her hands on your shoulders rather than looking at a person touching somebody on the internet. That you, you, it, it could be the same thing, but nothing is better than the real. Absolutely. Nothing. Absolutely. So when people are That's- producing music and they cutting corners. And they cutting out the actual physical touch. At the end of the day, uh, you got to see who you selling this to. Yeah. Who's supporting the music and who who's feeling it? Right. Um, do you when you make a uh, when you make some new new music? Do you go out? Uh, in the streets and let people hear it that way or send it to people via email or how do you get your feedback? I am the person. You are the feedback. I got you. I I give them the feel. They don't give me the feel. I give the humans the feel. So I I care less on what a person feels about my music because I don't make music to compete with people's feelings. It's on them to be the judge of it, not for me to play it a little louder, you know, or have 808 in it or have the stuff that other producers assume people like. That's not, that's not, that's not mine. I make tracks with no 808 in it. I make tracks with no hi-hat in it. This is, this is how I feel. I don't chase behind the people that's following me. I only, I'm only the leader. The leader in the race never looks at who's following him. I don't want to be cocky, but at the end of the day, that's just my life. <laughs> no, no, everybody's everybody's approach is different. I just uh, the reason I asked that I remember short uh, short dogs talking about how like when he got done with like players or or cocktails or whatever, he'd go out and just play it in the streets and, and get the vibe out there. But some people, you know, like you said, man, you're the one that's going to 
have the final well, say. Well, too short. That's my OG. Too short, my OG. And at the end of the day, I don't know if Too Short is a producer. Too Short yeah, is true. a rapper. But he might produce his own music. But I don't know if there's a story that says that Too Short was banging on the drums. I bang on the drums. So I bang on the drums. I push it forward. I get it to a person like Too Short. We did Bitch Ain't Nothing But a Word. But he had to like the beat. He didn't know what I went through to get him that beat, you know. Yeah. And I, I I wasn't looking at other producers to make him that beat. Because Too Short is, is a, a very different rapper. So you just can't make anything up for Too Short. Because he has his own line of what he believes. But when you deal with a rapper, you have to ask, did the rapper have anything to do with the music? So when I make the music, I can make beats that don't have the traditional liking that the world wants. I want to open it up and say, hey, this beat don't have a hi-hat, or this beat snare is is, is lazy. You know, I, 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 I want that world. I'm, I'm not the one that follow behind people to assume that I'm going to be better if I'm better than somebody else. I don't want to be better than nobody else. I want to be better than myself. Yeah. You want to, you want, you want to challenge yourself, right. so to speak. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Well, you sent me, you sent me a whole plethora of, of uh, dope beats today. And uh, I'm going right. to play uh I'm going to play a couple right now real quick. We're going to take a break, Cheers. and I'm going to come back. Uh, tell, tell them about the B-tapes you got out right now. Well, I got my instrumental records that I always um, instill into producers that you don't have to be a monitor to rappers. All you have to do is uh, feel yourself and, and find the rappers that find you. And I started putting out my instrumental records because – some rappers will stop my shine. They'll be like, oh, I don't like that. I don't like Congo. I don't like streams. Oh, I don't like this. And I'll be like, well, okay, but I'm not making this for you. I'm making this because this is what I do. And if you're a dope rapper, you can be able to rap on what I like too. So that's when I start making my instrumental records because they're very expensive, and sometimes when I'm in the studio, I have additional instrumentation. I got backgrounds. I didn't spend, if everybody knows that do real studio, it's 12 hours. 12 hours could be 1,200 to 2,000, and if I'm working in that studio for four weeks and none of these beats get placed, when I try to give them to a rapper, they already got a 4500 bill to it. And that's not even including me producing it or even helping them at any point. So I just started giving my music back to the new writers and the new people that are in what I'm into. So I started putting out my instrumental records. One is uh, Beats for Food. The other one is uh, The City Never Sleeps. And you're going to like this one, Next Man's Treasure. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like, you don't like the beat, 
somebody gonna like this beat. Yeah. And then I got my yeah, new one called Imperial. Right. So I've been doing this for maybe about seven, eight years. And I care less if nobody don't listen to them. Somebody going to listen to them. And they do listen yeah. to them. I get, I get paid off them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. This is, uh, well, we're going we're gonna to go into this one first. This one's called In the Rain. I'm going to follow that up with uh, He Was Once a Thug. Oh, we'll the be rain? right back Let me here. You should have played one? Dope. The dope. You should play dope. Number five on Beats for Food. Number five on Beats for Food. I'll, br- I'll I'll cue that one up as soon as I'm done with these. I'll bring that one right these back. These are beautiful. I mean, but I love your I love your opinion. Keep keep it. Let's let's go. Definitely, definitely. We'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. We got Sir Jinx right here in the Murder Master Music Show. Good day.
we're back right here with Sir Jinx, episode 709, Murder Master Music Show. Man, Jinx, that shit right there hits hard. Um, speaking of uh, that, man, it, and, uh, you know, of course you can't help but to think of Easy e man. Easy does it. You know, um, what were your first impressions of Easy man, and when, when did uh, you meet him? Easy was like a thug from around the way. <laughs> Uh, but he he was just one of those guys that was ahead of his time, and he he'll give you a chance because Eric Eric wasn't a rapper, and Eric wasn't into I was into he wasn't into the process. Eric was into the outcome. So if you had a good outcome, Eric will give you a chance because Eric really didn't have, you know, no real judgment on what you was doing. He just liked that you were passionate about what you was doing, and Eric would definitely give you a chance only because you were passionate, not because you was a super dope person or not because you had mad lyrics. He just liked the, he liked your energy, and uh, Eric liked my energy, and um, that's why he took me on the road on the first NWA tour when I was 17 years old. He took me on the road. I didn't I left high school to go on the road, so, yeah. Eric was one of those dudes, like, in the beginning that had money. And uh, yeah. if, if he liked your energy, and, and you couldn't and you couldn't impress him, uh, Eric. You, you, you had to actually, he actually had to like you. But he wasn't liking you against Run DMC or liking you against LL. He was liking you because of your passion. And if your passion was on 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 the one, Eric will get will give you a chance. Like if you had good energy, he picked up right. on it basically. Yeah, good sometimes intuition. Sometimes the person that sometimes the person in charge don't need to be a Kobe Bryant. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's a feat that you can't never meet. Trying to be behind Magic Johnson. But you know, you get a, a a Luke Walton. He can see, you know, the energy in you. He can see how you are good for the team. And and that, that and Eric was one of those people that saw your passion. Was uh, there ever any uh, talks of of you coming on um, board of, of Ruthless? Yeah, I was supposed to come out on Ruthless. But, you know, that went downhill. And I had a, I had a couple of groups. And uh, Jerry Heller wanted to give me, you know, I'm right up under Dr. Dre, so Jerry Heller wanted to give me my own label up under Ruthless because he already knew the plan. He just didn't know who was going to be there. And... One of the groups that I had was called Rhythm, okay? You know who Rhythm turned into? No, who who was that? Rhythm turned into Souls of Mischief. Oh, shit. Right. Wow. So Adam, Tajay, Dale, they they was going to be my first group on Ruthless, but that didn't happen. And they turned into Souls of Mischief. Wow. And that, uh, 
when was this, around 88, 89? 88, 89. Right. You can go look at Souls of Mischief story, yeah, I tell you. Because once upon a time in the projects, Ice Cube was rhythm single. But oh, that's dope. I snatched that beat, gave it to Cube. He put once upon a time in the project. History is 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 there. And I also had Dale. I was dealing with a whole bunch of rappers, like, in my little area, because Easy and, and uh, Jerry Heller saw something in me because I had a whole bunch of people around me. But when the money part became an issue, I uh, chose to take the road with Ice Cube. Or I could have I could have stayed over there, but look what happened. Yeah, that's true. That 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 didn't that didn't go further. That didn't go further. But with Cube, we got Yo Yo, you know, we got Cam, we got you know Dale. Dale came back. Dale did his stuff. You know, we got the Lynch Mob. We had a whole bunch of stuff that Cube offered us a better situation. But the the ruthless situation went down went went down the drain because Did of Jerry Heller. And no 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 disrespect on on rest in peace Jerry Heller. You know, it, it, I'm just talking the score. I'm not talking against anybody. I'm just telling the truth. Did you? Uh, um... After you know, after the whole no Vaseline thing and, and everything, like years later, did you ever uh, uh, talk to Easy again? Nah, because after no Vaseline, that was more death row world. Oh. Like Dre, everybody left. But when death certificate. It was like the development of Death Row was was forming. Ruthless was over with. Well, to us, it was over with. But, you know, I got my homeboy Dismo and BG Knockout and Drayster and uh, the homegirl uh, Silky Fine. I mean, you know, we were just underlings that, that was trying to get on. But at the end of the day, the relationship between me and Eric was over because I already did the situation with Ice Cube. But, I mean, Ruthless wasn't over because Ruthless had a lot of people. you you got to remember, Ruthless signed uh, Black Eyed Peas first. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was a visionary. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's why I was saying oh. Eric could see the energy. And uh, what, what was it? Uh uh, Blood of Abraham, like he had, he yeah. had a whole bunch of diverse people over there. Even with um, um, Above the Law and Cocaine, and he had a big staff over there. But when we start making our little situation, I mean, it wasn't no beef. It wasn't nothing like that. We were the underlings. We we didn't have nothing to do with Dr. Dre, Easy, Ice Cube, and Jerry Heller. 
we were trying to get on. So everybody up under that first staff was just getting on. We wasn't in, we wasn't a part of, of of the problem that was going on. Yeah. Yeah, well you guys started doing your own thing obviously and, and uh you know, he started doing his thing, he signed bone thugs and uh you know oh, I yeah, wonder yeah, what it would yeah, be yeah, like yeah, bone he, thugs. yeah, 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 yeah. But you see I'm um they had a big staff over there but um you notice that Bone Thugs had no problem with Cube. You know what I'm saying? Like if that was the case, Bone Thugs would have been saying stuff about them, but at the end of the day we were the underlings. We 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 didn't get yeah. involved with, with, with that higher situation that was going on. And um it it was a lot more people that, that, that Eric dealt with. And um I still dealt with Eric. I still knew him, but I, I just wasn't a part of the business part. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. You see like you seen him and stuff before he passed or ever like just chopping yeah. up with him? Yeah. Yeah, I, I know his family, I know his sister. I um it was just a discrepancy that went on um with somebody that came in and uh ultimately changed how Ruthless Records was gonna be handled. And a lot of people didn't agree with how it was being handled. And uh, I wasn't a part of that. So I, I really had no view and and how the ruthless none of that happened. I, w- I was just trying to get on. So yeah. when Cube asked me to come to New York and, and he, he separated from that situation, I had to go where the money went. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, only makes sense. You got to do what's right for you, right? Excuse me? I says it, o- it only makes sense. You got to do what's right for you, you know? Right. And that, the media, uh, the media and everybody that was on the outside made it look that way. Well, from the inside, it I'm from the inside. It didn't look that way. The media start talking for each other, and and the media, just like the media do to this day, they um, add stuff in that 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 is not true. So a lot of the stuff wasn't true, and just like me and you right now, I can say something. I say, "Oh man, he cool," and then the person that's hearing the interview will say. Oh, he said it was you was cool, not you were great, you know. And then and then then it, 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 it's a, it's a what do you call it? It's a a domino effect, you know. Yeah. Gets he told, says she told over again, different versions, and yeah. Right. 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 Yeah, that, that's why it's important, you know, um, for people to document history um, by the people that were there, you know, rather than a, a third party who heard from a third party, you know. By the time you, you get the story, it's distorted. Um, what about straight out of Compton, man? Um, was, was there a lot of inaccuracies in that film, being that you lived, you lived it? 
Um, I swear it was it wasn't like that, man. It, it wasn't like that. If you look at the movie, and you look at how people deal with feuds between each other in today's time, that that wasn't what we were doing. It, it was just creative competition. It wasn't no hate. It wasn't I'm gonna kill you. It wasn't its own between us. It was just creative competition back in the day to where today um, it's a little bit more deadly. Yeah. And it wasn't like that. Cube still had mad love for Eric. I still had mad love for Eric. And, um, of course, I wasn't in it. So Dr. Dre, my cousin, I'm not in it. And Dre always taught me I would be a fool not to chase my money. So Dre always encouraged me to get my money. And and that was it. But the outsiders and the media wanted it to be something else. But it it wasn't that. It was just a breakup, like with Bobby Brown and New Edition. It, It was just a breakup. But Bobby Brown, you know, on his on his albums wasn't dissing, you know, Ralph Trasvant, you know. It, it wasn't that. That was the media doing that. So everybody took it a different way. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. But, you know, um, you know, those are some legendary times, you know, legendary records. Um, you know, you, you produced a lot of dope stuff, and you're still doing today. Uh, who who are you working oh, with you, now? Man. No doubt. No, hey, you're dude. I'm you're right up there for me. You're right up there with Mr. Mix, DJ Ready Red, and the Ghetto Boys. Uh, you should be mentioned in the same breath as all those dudes. You know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> Eric B. There's a lot of cats, man. And um, uh, Eric B. I, is I my OG. Guys, he's my OG. Yeah. I, I talk to him to this day. He he's a strong Let, guy. But I always say this, it's not how you start the race, it's how you finish it. Yeah, that's so, true. There's a lot of stuff. I'm sure you what you're dealing with, what you're dealing with, is not about how you started. It's, how, it's about how you, you know, accumulate clients and accumulate people that want to hear your story, not, not just smut throwing, because I'm not about smut throwing. I don't do that. That's that. That's not what we do. West Coast don't do that. If we have a problem, we'll talk to each other. But if you have yeah. other homies and people that are not really involved with the inner circle, they can take stuff a different way. And um, usually, that's usually how beef starts. Well, back then, I, I'm not speaking for the people today. Today, yeah. you can get murdered. Yeah, today people show up at the crib for for a Facebook post, you know. Or, right, um, right, right. It's a whole different ball game today. Um, right. You know, uh, we, we got the homie. Uh, it's about five o'clock in the morning over there in France. Uh, the homie Sin. I know he's got a question or two for you. Um, Sin, are you there? Yes, sir. Hi, Scott. Hi. Uh, Legendary Hey, what's up? 
Yeah, what's up? Yeah. As part of uh, of crew in action, it's some that sometimes like Beastie Boys, even Ice Cube, yell rhymes, even KD uh, yelling. Um, did you be inspired by them or you inspire them? Hey, I can't hear nothing he's saying. He said, okay, uh, he, said, he sent it to me just in case. When you hear him, you can say it back to me because he has an accent. And, and, yeah, and, I got and it. I got to understand it. It's called, uh, okay, as part of Crew in Action, he said that um, it sounded like the Beastie Boys. Um, did you, uh, were you guys inspired by the Beastie Boys um, when you were making the CIA? Oh, okay. I did hear that. Well, when when, when you're developing a, a style, it's almost like being starting a starting a, a restaurant. You have to be a waiter before you become like you know a host, and you have to work your way up. And we we were totally um, looking at the East Coast. And and that was the end thing to do. So we wasn't in the gang banging. We wasn't into that. We was into having fun. And the Beastie Boys kind of was like us a little bit, just like Naughty by Nature was like us a little bit later. But we we, we pick up on on things and we were having fun, and 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 and, and we didn't want to be Run DMC at the time. So we were we were influenced by the college scene, like the college. Like, you know, you look at LMFO. LMFO had to be a descendant from the Beastie Boys, whether they're yelling or not. They, they, they still did real good in the college scene and spring break and stuff like that. We were younger than, than – um, the wrecking crew situation. So we was look like, you know, we was more like um, rambunctious, you know, drinking eight ball. We didn't drink, but we, we, we were trying to have fun. So yeah. that, that delivery that we had was what we thought we, we could get accepted, but we, you know, we changed it right after that. Cause CIA was, the first acronym, and then NWA came right after that. So it just it just took a little time for us to find our identity. So when you're doing music, you have to do what the people do and then find your identity. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. Um, that's what's up. You got one more sin before, uh, before you go, brother? Yeah. Yes, uh, it was about the song uh, "Who's Watching Who" on your album just this month. Can I tell us about this one? Who's watching who? Yeah, yeah. You, so the song you did. What did he say? He, he wants he wants to know about the song you did called "Who's Watching Who." Oh, that's off of my chastisement record. Yeah. That, that the 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 chastisement who's watching who was a story about when kids my homeboy that made that song was a foster child. So when 
a person have a crazy environment, grown-ups have to understand when you're watching a kid, like, you know, I'm sure we all got sent over to people's houses for them to watch us. But if the environment is crazy, then you have to ask yourself, who is watching who? Yeah. That, that's why I made that song, is who's watching who, meaning about kids that look at adults and take on adult responsibilities as a child. That's why we made that song, Who's Watching Who? Because sometimes kids don't need to be in grown folks' situations. And that, that song was based on my homeboy being a foster kid and him being uh, his his stepbrother, taking him out of foster home but still leaving him in, in places that he didn't know where he was at. And then he was in a place where a person got murdered. So then now you see him coming up as an adult. Who's watching who? You know, that's where I came from. Very dope, man. Um, <clears throat> thank you, Sin, for um, calling in tonight, man. I hope man, I answered and, uh, his question. I hope you got it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got it, Sin? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. That's what I'm talking about right there, man. I like Can't that think? song a lot, Who's Watching Who. That, 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 that's a song of today on when all these kids is looking at the Internet like who's watching who? Is the ki- is the internet watching the kids or the kids are watching the internet? Which one is more important? The kids yeah. watching the internet. That's what's that that that's what's making these children act like they adults before they understand the consequences of what it is to be an adult. And that, that's what that song was based on. That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, Jinx, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out to uh, chop it up with uh, us tonight. And um, ah, during all this crazy shit, man, please, you and yours, be safe. But before we do get out of here, I want to give you the floor, man, if uh, cats want to get at you for production, um, you know, if they want to uh, check out your, your music, your, your dope beat tapes. Uh, man, the floor is all yours, Jinx. Okay, well, all you have to do is do Surgeons in your Google search, and um, I'm DJ Surgeons on uh, Instagram. I, that, that, a lot of people on Instagram. Uh, Facebook is a little tricky, but um, Instagram, you can DM me on there. You got positive energy, and uh, you want to add something to the music industry. I'm all ears, but I do hear when you're mimicking something that don't work. So if, if, if you want constructive criticism or compliments, depending on how you take it, I'm going to the future. I'm not trying to repeat the past. So I love the new music, like how producers are, 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 are the industry is going hard on, on the new guys. I like the new guys, but if you want to, you know, connect with me, then you can hit me on my, my, my DM, DJ Sir Jenks, or 
You know what I'm saying? You can just check me out on iTunes or YouTube. And and most of the beats I got out there, I put them out there for people to write good music to my music. And you can connect with me on YouTube. You feel me? Or you can go out and check it out on, on iTunes, on all the platforms, Spotify, anywhere, Tidal, any of that. I'm just out here to, to further my game, and I love talking to brand-new artists. I'm a backpack-conscious rapper lover, so don't think I'm just all gangster about what I do. I like expression. The same thing I learned from Eric is that I like rappers that are confident. So if you're confident, then you can always deal with me because I'm confident too. So it's not about an argument. It's about how can we make this work? Because I, I deal with a lot of new artists that come in blindfolded, assuming they can do anything they want to do, but there's rules to this game. You have to know the rules before you get into a game because you can't change it unless you sell records. And a lot of guys get in and they, they make good music, but who is going to have longevity and staying time is where we at. I'm 30 years in the game right now. So I ask a lot of rappers when they come to me, who is going to be 2020, 30 years from now? And and um, a lot of people don't have a lot of answers. I want to yeah. be 30 years from now, 2020. So if you got good music, it's positive. It inspires people. It's anthems. That's what I want to hear. So anybody want to check me out, check my beats out. And um, even if you have criticism on my beats, I'm, I'm open and listen to it. I'm not too small, to, excuse me, too big <laughs> to to uh, hear cre- creativity of the new people that's bringing music in. Because when you bring music into this West Coast, into the East Coast, into this hip-hop, you got to add something to it. You just can't keep taking from hip-hop and assume that you're going to make it. you got to bring something new. Cheers. Yeah. Got, got a, you know, contribution. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, you, you made many contributions over the years. Man. You've added quit, a lot. Quit stealing from rap. Everybody's yeah. stealing from rap. But what are you going to bring to it? Whether it be raunchy or whether it be conscious or whether it be thought-driven. Whether it be, you know, guys that got good good lyrics, you know, like the the, the new guys that I'm, I'm being introduced to, the the the, 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 the Zelda guys and all these guys in jail felony and uh, my homeboy Mike Stroll that's out here doing it big and a problem and, uh, 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 man, I can go, it, it can go on and on and on and on, but... Just bring something to the table. Don't just take away from rap. It's going to make us fail. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Jinx, man, it's, it's always a pleasure. You take care of yourself. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Man, thank you, man. And uh, we're going to get out of here. i got a couple more beats I'm going to play. Um, but, yeah, uh, hit him with that. Hey, 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 hit him with that, the, the letter, the letter N. 
from um, the Imperial album. Um, that's my new album that I'm going to drop on the 24th of July. It's, it's coming up. And also oh, it's I got up there the, soon. Right, right. Um, that's the Imperial album. And I also got two albums coming with Jail Felony, you know, Hood Invasion, and uh, In the Trenches. I got my other homeboy coming. It's called, you know, he, well, I got a whole bunch of people that, 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 that I'm dropping. I'm helping people put music out. So if you want to learn what's, what's going on with this music guy, holler at me. What's up? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And definitely, uh, you know what I'm saying, get at uh, J.O. Felony, get those two projects. We just had him on too, man. Uh, um, very humble individual. Uh, been in the game a long time himself, a lot of history. You know, it's good to see uh, uh, the longevity of the West Coast, man. You guys keep doing what you're doing. And, uh, man, let's get yeah. at you real soon again, Jinx. I really appreciate you, man. Hey, man, I appreciate it more, man. We just need to educate these young guys so they're not walking in the blind. And uh, they know that some of the mistakes they, they make is, is going to be detrimental to their career in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cheers. All right, here, here we go. The letter ends. Sir Jinx, Murder Master Muse, episode 709. Now I shall tell a story that's filled with words that start with the letter M. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.